Hello and welcome again to Tyshar Manethrin Wheel of Time Podcast. I'm Sam. I'm Will. Here we are again, continuing on in a path of daggers. We've got uh, two episodes left on this. Yeah, hard to believe we've we've made it through at least this book. <laughs> indeed, indeed. So Will's going to take it away on this one. Yep. So we are in chapter 23, Fog of War, Storm of Battle. You got to hand it to Jordan. He is still coming up with interesting chapter titles in the midst of the the slog. We start off with a point of view from Rand. Basically, this battle it is essentially won already. There's been a whole bunch of victories with the thanks to the Ashman. Everybody is like, you know, yeah, patting each other on the back and right, um, right. things are basically good. Bashir walks up and is like, Arkham died, but Moran's like, yeah, men saw that coming. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> Um, no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, Rand, he he actually does feel bad. And Rand always thinks too many people die, no matter what. Yeah. yeah. Um, so More so the ladies, but yeah, he's, right. he's not a fan of anyone dying, which right. is going to be a bit of an issue in the next chapter or two. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's going to start to weigh on him a bit more. Um, so... Bashir's like, well, we'll do better next time. Time to go home. Yeah. You know, he's he he's walking around. He's like, all right, we've got this uh, Suldam that we captured. We killed her, Damani, you know, and she's all Suldami. I don't know. She's they're just the worst. They're the worst. They're quite unpleasant. Yeah, that's true. You know, Rand's like, you know what? I'm going to give her to the Aes Sedai. And so she like goes crazy and it takes a whole bunch of dudes to like calm her down. Yeah, it's just like, I don't want to be given to those dogs that they're the property Damani. Exactly. Yeah. One of the soldiers is like, Hey, there's a group of Sean Chan that have been spotted. Um, so, you know, Hey, let's, uh, let's finish this thing off. Then we swap to Furik Karedes. Oh yeah. This guy's like the Sean Chan commander. And it's like, I think the idea here is just to impress upon us the fact that he's not a moron, that this is actually a guy that, kind of knows he's he's been around the bend he's he's had a few campaigns successful like he might not be Bashir but he's got a bigger force and he's competent yeah and you actually we in in these two chapters we run into a few of those that yeah. and I call him Furik and not Kareed whatever his last name is partially because I remember in um Slovakia when Sam and I were there <laughs> we found out that I think it was wheelbarrow was is the Slovak word was Furik. Um, ah, okay. I've forgotten that. It was either, it was either. All I remember is Krumbach. Yeah. Krumbach was a uh, pickaxe. Mm-hmm. Um, if we have any Slovakian listeners, uh, write in just on general principle, cause we would like to hear from you, but yeah. uh, also tell us <laughs> what wheelbarrow is. It was either, it was either Furik or Lopata and <laughs> one of them was shovel and one of them was wheelbarrow. You can kind of tell the kind of work we were doing, I guess. Mm. <laughs> um, he's like, you know, this is this isn't going well. Feels like we're marching blindly. He's thinking it would probably be good if we fall, fell back. And, um, you know, it's, he's like, there's obviously someone's using the one power. Um, yeah, they think there's a lot more of Rand's force than there are. And right. you can, they can be forgiven for thinking that because of the way the Ashaman are teleporting people around. Right. He is thinking like, okay, yeah, this is basically over already. And then we swap back to Rand. One of the thing things that's interesting about the way that Jordan 
writes is that he'll just be like, and five days later. Right, right. <laughs> when I've attempted writing, I don't ever feel like I can do that. I feel like there has to be a, you know, some something in between there. Especially um, when he has zoomed in so much recently on I said I politics right. or the various sloggy things. And it's like, but yet he still can pull off the, the five day jump in a paragraph or in a sentence. Like I'm the same way as you. Whenever I've tried to write this, I end up like writing a montage of like mediocrity. Yes. Like, and, and then, and then the character went to work and then he woke yeah. up the next morning and then like, just like, then he did some chores. <laughs> like nothing happened like, yeah. rather, than, rather than making that leap. When I read this, I'm like, you can do that. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can <laughs> right. You can just be like, you know, yeah. So they laid siege for five days and then we don't need to know what they had for lunch like right. what? yeah exactly <laughs> didn't they get bored during some right, of that right. yeah um, wasn't there some downtime played some played some spades so. didn't they have some like character development scenes that we had to force out to write mm-hmm. thank goodness right. no nothing important <laughs> just the same stuff more of the same so the sean change force seems to be breaking pushing them further west and towards the end of it you know as as the sean chan are heading west it's it's like they're defeated this is you know yeah they're 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 definitely on the run. Bashir is, you know, is like, let's take our winnings and go home. And yeah, I thought this was had already happened. That's why I said it. He said, I thought he'd said it was time to go home earlier. And he very well may have already had to have had said that. Right. A few times like, all right, man, you did what you came to do. Well, and he will say it more than once now. And this <laughs> and, and it's why these chapters are a little confusing to me because they there's a and, lot. It's kind of blurred together. Yeah. Right. And, and typically the way that um, Jordan does battles is very granular in here is here's a, a moment in the battle. Here's a sub battle within the here's battle. What here's I wanted. I, here's what I wanted out of this whole string of scenes. I wanted a one on one between an Ashaman and a Damani. Yeah. And we didn't get it because <laughs> like yeah. this seems like the exact time when that should happen. It was, right. it was like a lot of it was Rand's perspective as a general. Yeah. Like, observing you know giving orders talking to Bashir is like no 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 just give me one of the uh, random soldier number three who may or may not make it but goes one-on-one in a face-off between Amerit Damani and a Dom. yeah what happened that's what I wanted to see yep I'm with you I'm just saying this this feels odd in comparison to the way he normally does battles because yes yes it's not really it's it's like he's not even covering the battle as much as he's like covering the 10,000 foot view the strategery right of it the whole time, but he's still doing that from different perspectives. Right, um, right. So it's odd. And he's hopping around a lot too. In, in between characters that are often forgettable. Right. Um, in some of these cases, like yeah. Fubrik here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and like, and, I just, and throughout this though, and I'm sure this is part of what he intended, it's like thinking, Rand, you should listen to, you know, one of the great captains that you have here exactly. with you. <laughs> you should listen to him when it comes to things that relate to strategy and battles. <laughs> yep. Unfortunately, he listens to the other idiots who are around who are kind of like, you know, we could push on and take Bloody <laughs> Yep. In Rand's defense, it is like, well, we got him on the run. The, the Sean Chan are indeed awful. Right. So it's like, you know, you get the Nazis on the run. So ooh, did I just compare the Sean Chan to the Nazis? I oh, think I did. Yeah. Godwin's law. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it slipped out, man. <laughs> the uh, Godwin's law. We finally I've been, succumb. I've been, in, in my defense, I've been listening to a lot of Dan Carlin's hardcore history mm. and, uh, you know, World War II. Um, kind of violence and so it's been top of mind for me and it, it's you know for what it's worth <laughs> <laughs> it's okay you're excused um as they long- are awful though 
anyway, so of course, you know, Rand is like, all right, let's let's push on and really deal them a crippling blow. And that's when we're in chapter 24, A Time for Iron. This is the uh, chapter where Jeremy Irons show up <laughs> with a whole bunch of irons and uh, He's pumping iron. Yeah, it's just just a, and he's like, it's a time for iron, and you're like, yeah, that's that's what's going on. The iron price, even. <laughs> so we start off with a per- perspective from uh, Sean Chan. I mentioned earlier, his name is Mirage. Mirage, he's the Banner General, or one of them, and so he gets a visit from High Lady Surath, who has two former Aes Sedai as Damani, and um, she seems to know about a lot about what's going on these days. Uh, basically, Mirage doesn't, he doesn't seem to think that they actually pose too much of a threat to actually coming into Ebu Dar, is basically what it seems like here. And But Surath is like, no, they, um, there's only 5,000 of them, but 50 of them are Ashaman, and they know how to travel. So they can Some be in, very specific intel. Right. They can be in Ebu Dar tomorrow. And this is all news to him. He's like, oh, okay, that makes sense that it's just 5,000 men as opposed to 50,000 or whatever. Right. Based on their troop, their like patterns. Um, so explains it. We, uh, we swapped to Rand, who is ready to make a further push against the Chan Chan. Um, he's got all his Ashman buddies there. He's got Flynn. He's got Hopwell. He's got Moore. He's got Narishma. He's got Gedwin. He's got the Shiva. He's got Adley. He's got Bo. He's got Luke. He's got Daryl. He's got his other brother, Daryl. He's got Larry. He's got Mo. And he's got Curly. Yes. The Shiva comments on how strange Sidene is acting. Once again, does this okay well we can talk about it in a second i'm i'm like what I, i'm still confused about what this is what this whole oh yeah okay oh i was i this is what i was waiting to get into do you want to finish what you're uh, um because i'm about to go off on a rant whenever you let me well when are, are you are you talking about what happens at the end of this chapter no uh no i guess i should wait yeah i guess i should wait because we're gonna get to i guess i should wait or is it the next chapter even? no, no it's, it's this chapter, chapter. okay it's all right i'll wait till the end of this chapter and i'll go off on my okay rant. so Maybe you'll rant for me. We probably have similar thoughts. On this. No, no, I, I'm I'm glad for you you to rant. I'm so Larry Moe and Curly. Anyway, Sidine may be acting strange, but Rand's like, no, oh, don't worry about it. It's him. no big deal. Whatever. You're just. It's probably you're just getting going crazy. Well, and, and he even looks at the the ward that right. the Shiva makes and is like, oh, maybe he's right, but also. I need to finish what I'm doing here, so I'm going to pretend like he's yeah. full of it. <laughs> yeah. And it's I'm going like, to slap him a little bit. <laughs> we're going to deal with this the same way we deal with the squid, by ignoring it. Mm-hmm. Also, Deshiva is acting a little weird, too. He's, like, normally not... More weird than usual. Right. Well, he, a different kind of weird. He's not normally confrontational. He's mm-hmm. normally just kind of head in the clouds. And He's like, you're going to get me killed. Right. <laughs> and I don't want to get killed. And he's like, and I know something about this. And Bran's like... <laughs> No, you what? don't. What? Uran says, I've been channeling longer than you. And he's like, I know exactly how long you've been channeling, <laughs> Lord Dragon. There's a bunch of people around. Wyrmont's here still. Um, there's some other armies around. I, I don't know. Let's let's get to the main event. But first, we swap briefly back to Mirage. Mirage, uh, nothing really happens other than he gives an order to deploy some more forces, I guess. We swap to Bertome. You know, that guy. 
he oh, yeah. he rides into Warren Wireman. There are a bunch of Terra Bonners behind them or something. I'm not sure. All right, come on. Let's get to the thing we want to talk yes, about. Yes, yes, Okay, yes. so some guy named Varric has a message for the Sean Chan Banner General, but there's too many people <laughs> fighting by and the Terra Bonner reports. They were attacked and they're winning and suddenly the money uh, channeling oh, went wrong and now they're doing the Varric decides to disengage. Cool. But, 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 let's get to the part we want to talk about now. Um, <laughs> So Bashir <laughs> is deciding about crossing a meadow or something. I don't right. know. There's something strange going on with the Ashramans channeling. Fine, fine, fine. But for the love of the light, can we please <laughs> get to the main event of this chapter? Okay. At last. Really, let's just go ahead and say this is more or less the climax of the book. Like, there's another right. thing that happens, but this is the thing that happens yes. in this yeah, book. Yeah, and, but it feels weird because, I mean... It's like an anticlimax. Yeah, and it... And it goes like by very quickly. Climax. It goes yeah. by very quickly. And, and and there's, like you say, there's other things that happens after this. And, and that's mm-hmm. not unusual. Most of the time, the books have like two there or three of things that yeah, happen. Yeah. Things, but they're all kind of equally, not like inconsequential, but they're not they're not the 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 same kind of i will say it is in a in a certain sense it's refreshing to not have the usual forsaken sure boss fight. oh yeah that is that not is what this book has and it's yeah. like he went out of his way to not do that yeah <laughs> really didn't have forsaken present in the back end of this book almost at all yeah yeah um you know i i feel like the this set of chapters uh, i'm reminded of um are you familiar with the um subreddit what could go wrong oh um, yeah Mm-hmm. I feel like that that's it's like all these videos of people like, hey, what could go wrong if I did no, this like stupid up thing? A, up like on a forklift with like a ladder on top of it. Right, you know? exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 That's the way I'll, so much of this feels to me, like several of these chapters. Rand's like, okay, I'm going to use Kalendor. I have the power. <laughs> <laughs> what could go wrong? Um, mm-hmm. Turns out. Uh, a lot, a, a lot, lot could go wrong. A lot could go wrong. Yes. So um, he just begins channeling wildly, crazy. Of course, loses control. Um, Lightning he, storm. Yeah, he does manage to take out a whole bunch of Sean Chan, but and a whole bunch of his own. People. Yeah, manages also to uh, yeah turn it until Bashir just tackles him. Tackles like, him. Yeah, and he's and he's not even aware of what's going on when Bashir tackles him, which this also makes makes you appreciate Bashir who's like Yeah, yeah. while he has said that he'll follow a general with the uh, That's crazy. Know, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah. He's like, "Okay, enough's enough." Yeah, stop killing your own people, bro. Briefly after that, we we swap to the perspective of of a random Sean Chan who's covering up Mirage's body. So Calendor. Uh, I mean, maybe I'm just stating the obvious here, and and I think Jordan even like is owning up to it a little bit because he talks about Rand's experience with Calendor, and I don't know if it's here or another later of his experience with Calendor in the Stone of Tear, and how he you know summons does the thing that like kills all the Trollocs at once, and and then you know he kind of tries to bring the chick back to life who's dead, and so that there was like echoes of this idea that Calendor is not controllable or whatever but this is not what this is not the experience he had with calendar in the stone of tear or anyone who could channel like this this idea that when you're near calendar sidine is different Mm -hmm. Uh, there was just there was nothing nothing remotely like that it's a fun idea i like it but it's just a really uh kind of 
flagrant retcon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to me. Like, yeah. Oh, and, then, sure. and then later in this, and I'm just, this is, I mean, I'm just spoiling the end of the, the, the a later conversation. I mean, we're close to the end of this book anyway, so right. I don't feel bad about doing this where Catswain says, oh, you know, oh, by the way, I poked around in the tower library and found where Kalendor is flawed. And so, you know, just, just so you know, you, like, what yeah. the heck? No, that just does it just doesn't even. Yeah, I don't, um, I, I'm, I guess I am curious because like that becomes increasingly important for the re- remainder right, right. of the series. But I, but I would be curious to know if that, because when we, uh, when we originally meet with Kalendor, I was wondering why he wouldn't just carry it with him everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and use like, it. And, and it makes sense that if, if, if it was flawed and if, if, if Sidene was hard to control all these things that he would not, but he didn't, there was no, there was just no hint of that other right. than, and when I read the scene in the dragon reborn, whichever, I think it was the end of the dragon reborn where he tries to reanimate the corpse. Right. I just like read that as him being in, like just raw racked with sorrow and just filled with the power and just thinking I can do anything and I'm going to do this. Not like calendar itself, like influencing him, you know? And no, I'm, I'm with you. I I really do think you're, you're right about that because you don't have any sense of this. Everything's like tingly around it. Yeah, exactly. And it, it is, I mean, it's a fun idea. I just, I just needed it to be introduced, you know, with, with the thing of me, you know, with the gizmo, Yeah, <laughs> like as a, as a package deal. That's, that's the, like, and the, the fact that he was able to do this cool channeling thing and, in, and in, in the stone of tear, when he was less proficient with the power, let's remember to kill all of the, to the shadow spawn at once, which is a great, you know, it's just like the snap at the end of end game. Like, Hey, we're really cool. Little dude, Deus ex machina there. Right. And, and yet this time he wasn't able to control Kalendor. And, you know, you could spitball this like, OK, well, maybe it's because there are more Ashaman channelers nearby and it's like echoing off of them or, I don't know, you know, you could right. like you could try to make an argument there. But I just think that he hadn't. I really think that Jordan hadn't didn't have this concept in his head. Yeah. When he wrote book three that he has now at the end of the path. The path of yeah. Life. Well, I'm and. As much as there's so much that he clearly had planned out, there's yeah, so yeah. much. So much is fully internally consistent, and that's so cool. And so when we have something like this that isn't, it's just a little bit. It sticks out like a sore thumb, you know, more yeah. so than right. Yeah, I agree with you, and and I would talk more about it, um, but I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, so. sure, sure. And we can and we can either a talk about it in the spoiler section or b just wait, and that's okay mm. too because because for for my money, I don't remember much about the last <laughs> few books. That I, you know, so like yeah. I'll I'll, uh, I'll probably have more to say when we read them. Yep. Um, all right, so we're moving on to chapter twenty five, an unwelcome return. Alana meets with some sitters. They tell her about everything that's happening. Sean Chandamani, Rebel Army headed their way, but stuck in Mirandy for the winter. So, you know, they're not going to be an issue. And um, Elida, usually, as usual, she's, you know, believes some version of it that doesn't make any of it a real threat. She also thinks she's free of Alviarin because she hasn't seen her in a while. <laughs> Which I'm like, what kind of logic is that? You know, love it. You're like, maybe, I, love it. I don't know, maybe she's dead. But maybe if I hope hard enough. Right. Alviarin shows up, reminds her that she's in charge, gives her a bunch of orders to do this and this and this, all the different strange dif- disruptive things just to sow chaos, clearly. Also has her pay a visit to the Mistress of Novices, who I guess must also be Black Aja, um, yeah. to uh, pay a private 
penance. I played bass for pri- private penance. Um, <laughs> we were hugely unpopular as uh, we only ever covered the Saving Private Ryan score in death metal. Ah, yeah. Right. Right. Very good. I would listen to that. Yeah. So Alviarin gives her a bunch of instructions and stuff to do like ha, habadaga. I'll admit, I skimmed this chapter, probably. (laughs) Yeah. um, I mean, I was like listening to it, so I didn't, I I just kind of drifted in and out, honestly. Yeah, I forgot to, (laughs) I forgot to give you guys the ratings. Obviously, the previous two chapters are read. They're, they're definitely read. They're, they're some of the most interesting in, in the whole book. This really could be a skip. Yep. You don't learn anything new because even after this, uh, Alviarin goes to meet with Miss Anna and um, it's, it's the way her name is spelled. There's no pause there. But like when when uh, Kate Redding says it, it sounds like there's like a apostrophe in it or something. Oh, yeah. I just um, know. But Masana. Uh, yeah, right. Um, Alviarin meets with Masana. Masana um, threatens Alviarin, reminds her not to arrive at Buzzer Station. Alviarin's like, hey, shouldn't we depose Elida and maybe, I don't know, put someone else? Maybe a. Maybe um, me. But yeah, uh, Masana's like, whatever. And then for a second, Alviarin notices that Masana's dress falls outside her illusion and figures out because of that that she must be hiding somewhere in the tower and she hopes to run across her eventually. Oh, and also at some point she realizes Masana must not be omniscient because there's some stuff she doesn't know, which I'm like, yeah. Of course she's not omniscient. Come on, lady. Yeah. Get with the program. On to chapter 26, the extra bit. It's funny to me that we're, you know, we're kind of in the winding down segment of this book a little bit. They actually named a a chapter. He actually named a chapter the extra bit. Um, (laughs) He was like, I don't know. This is just like the extra bit. I'm trying to I'm trying to make a good like low level computer hardware joke here. It's just not quite coming together for Uh, me. Yeah. Anyway, continue. I know that feeling. (laughs) You Um, said an extra bit in it. Yeah, right. There's an extra bit. Um, (sighs) Cian and Pravara, who are the Aes Sedai that are trying to carry out Elida's orders, which they interpreted to mean to snoop out the Black Aja, are, are trying to snoop out the Black Aja. So they have taken a woman named Zara down to a place in the basement in the White Tower. This is like the lower section, even below where the accepted are tested. So past the swimming pool, past the bowling alley, <laughs> past the squash courts, past the skydiving simulator, past the laser tag arena, past the oxygen bar, past the yoga studio, and past the Zen garden, all the way to the bottom. Anyway, while they're there, they have the equivalent of kids meeting behind the bleachers for some good old-fashioned peer pressure, wherein Pravara and Cian double-dog dare Zara to take an oath on the oath rod to obey them. Again, what could go wrong? Right, right. They can find out for sure that she's Black Aja, and they, they, they're like, oh yeah, she's definitely Black Aja. Definitely we've, Black Aja. We found one out. And so Zara, um, turns out, is kind of an idiot and doesn't consider all that could go wrong. Um, so she's like, Psh, I'm not Black Aja. Come at me, bro. She takes the oath <laughs> rod and she's like, I swear to obey you. I'm not Black Aja. Release me from this oath. And so they're like, no, we're going to ask you a few questions first. So they <laughs> figure out from her their question that she is a Saladar spy sent to spread the story of the Red Aja setting up false dragons. So Pravara, who's red, is... Uh, immediately what, tells please? her to admit admit that this is a lie. And Zara starts to suffocate. <laughs> and apparently, 
this is the result of two conflicting oaths. Right. See, Zara doesn't think that it's a lie, but um, so she's being told to lie. Um, by, but she can't lie. <laughs> but she can't lie. And she's sworn to obey the person that told her to lie. So finally, Pravara recants. And then they're like, you know what? This is probably going to be useful. So we're not going to release you we're from this We're just going to leave you in this oath. <laughs> yep. They send her on her merry way. And then after uh, Zara has left, three sitters, you know, Sierra, Yukiri, Docine, they all just happen to enter. And, right, right. And there's a little bit of a... Hey, what are you doing down here? What are you doing down here? Well, I don't know. What are you doing down here? And it's and and they do make mention of pillow friends. I think this is the first time that, that gets mentioned. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't remember. I know that El- um, Elida has mentioned it. At, Maybe mentions okay. it at one at some point. Like yeah. reconnecting with someone who had been a pillow friend during when they were yeah. accepted or something. Okay, or, maybe uh, maybe yeah, promises. you're right. Maybe that was earlier. Anyway, now you know how people in this world they have the different capital t talents like foretelling or right, right. being able to identify Tavirin. well these three have the most intriguing talent they have the ability to be in a scene and then make you totally forget about that scene afterwards <laughs> it really is quite an amazing talent it actually affects I thought you were the gonna say like disc dis- uh, disjoint their shoulder or whatever yeah. you know <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i i've read this and then forgot about it and then read about read it again and then <laughs> forgot about it and then re and had to reread it when I was doing my notes. And I was like, Oh yeah, I forgot about this. <laughs> um, and so one of them just sees the oath rod sitting there and they figure out what's going on and, and then grabs it. And she, and she's like, I swear to tell the truth. I'm not black object. Somehow she ascertains that that's what's going on here. Mm-hmm, right. And the next one's like, Oh yeah, sure. I can do the same thing. And then the third one is like, I'm not um, doing that. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I don't have to answer to you. And um, and you're like, oh, okay. So mm, things are getting interesting. F- yeah, but you know what that means? Perspective change. All right. <laughs> Tovin, who is an Aes Sedai, sent to the Black Towers, an order from Elida, is headed that direction when she sees some Ashman. She's like, she's hey, like, oh, good. I can. My first one, I can take here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what could go wrong? Once again with attacking a bunch of Ashaman. And uh, she and the other Aes Sedai are easily caught. Um, and Loghain happens to be the one to catch her. And he apologizes before making out with her. Um, <laughs> like you do. Right. It's like, I'm sorry, but this is just the way I know how to do it. Which is kind mm. of a funny thing to... To lead with. <laughs> and so afterwards, she's like, wait, what? You just did something, didn't you? And he's like, yeah, I just bonded you. And... Um, I'm like, how did they figure that out? <laughs> I mean, some of the Ashaman had wives. Right. So, you know, I yeah. guess that's how. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I mean, I, I just, I, I could see a whole bunch of Ashaman just sitting around being like, hey, bro, come over here. I, <laughs> I want to try something that might get a little weird, but uh, <laughs> we'll go hunt a deer afterwards. Right. I mean, I, I guess it, it was to a woman, so it would have to be to a woman to for this bond to work. I mean, I guess. I mean, you think about Elaine, you know. Right. Bonding. That's true. Rikita. I don't know. It's 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 just funny to me. Like when and <laughs> at what point did somebody as they were like going through the trial and error of how to make bonding work, they're like, Hold on, wait a second. I just had an idea. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> and they're like, you know, some really skeezy awesome ashamans like right, right. maybe we gotta kiss him. 
And it's like, <laughs> oh, Chad, you're right. you're always trying to figure out an excuse to, hey, it works. Um, <laughs> right. Right. Anyway. And then, then they don't bother to try to, like, figure out an alternative. Like. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that's the end of this 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 series of chapters for this Indeed. episode i mean let's talk a few spoilers why not while we're yeah, here sure well, sure so so spoiler alert <laughs> uh, if you would like to avoid being spoiled about any anything in the series especially anything after these books because we've already spoiled everything up to this book pretty much uh tune back in next week and we will finish the path of daggers yes the beans Spoil away the beans they are cool well okay so calendar its flaw ends up being a pretty important part of how, in in the end, the the um, the Dark One is defeated. Certainly on the cover of the last book. So, <laughs> right, um, because it's you know what they discover is that Calendor is actually an Angrial, not just for Sidine, but also Sidar, and also the true power. And the the way it's all set up so that it takes a woman channeling right to be able to, to main, control it maintain control of it so that she can then with the help of of a man you know channeling this enormous amount of sidine and then sidar and everything it can all be used and eventually to create a seal in the dark one's prison that's made out of the true power so it's essentially right. um, you know in theory unbreakable from at least from the dark one because it's turning him in on himself is kind right. of the idea. When that happens, it seems like, oh, that's a really cool idea. That's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, really, wow, that was really thought out. But as you're saying in, in this, it's like, I wonder if it was like this book when he's like, oh, I, whether he came up with it while he was writing this book or even a little before, he's like, oh, I need to start s- sowing the seeds yeah. for that now the finale yeah yeah i mean and you know it's like sanderson talked about how he had conflicting notes about how to finish out exactly the series and how he wanted to use the chodan call and originally and then he had he also had this plan to use calendar Uh, it may have been like earlier on so that he he discovers the chodan call and rodion you know in whatever book four five whichever it is and uh, or the or the access to key to it, I guess, more accurately, he, he sees, right, right. sees the children call in the second book. I, I do think it stands to reason that he was um, that Jordan was thinking in the direction of the children call early on uh, being important because we actually technically get introduced to it, I guess, earlier, really, than Calendor. Um, right, right. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, it's like, you know, being introduced to it as an object of the greatest power to challenge the creator. Right. As Celine says, you know, it yeah. makes sense that it's going to be a MacGuffin for something, you know, and it does play an important role kind of in the final trilogy as like this. Well, I mean, it is kind of interesting that Jordan had like a back and forth over calendar versus sure. the call because, because mm-hmm. uh, Rand does. And in, in right, yeah, trilogy. yeah, he even has this thought at the end of this book where he says, well, crud, I was going to use it. <laughs> and he, you know, he doesn't say what he was going to use it for. We know he wanted to use Kalindor to cleanse Sidine. Right. And instead, he's going to have to use the Chodan Call. And um, he's scared, <laughs> scared to do that, which is fair enough. So it, anyway, 
I, I, I do think, I don't think, by the way, you know, of course, that it's a bad thing that he had it, that Jordan had this back and forth, because I, I think it, it it's reflected in Rand's conflict, because there's kind of this this thing that he realizes in the last three books where he's like, well, the Trinum call is basically it. it it's it's kind of I mean, it's like a nuclear weapon, whereas Kalimdor you know, yeah, it may have been kind of retcon this way, but it really was made specifically for defeating the Dark One. Um, yeah, yeah. And there's kind of a, yeah, I think I think it's kind of an important moment. And also, Plus it wouldn't have been as cool for, you know, for him to carry the Choden Call keys, you know, the statue of a little man like under his under his arm down down to uh, <laughs> goal, like as yeah. opposed to this sort of light. You know, it's just not as cool. Like I'm right. just imagining, you know, the cover of the gathering of a uh, memory of light, you know, him just brandishing like the two <laughs> statues of the, right. like the man and the woman just like on each shoulder. Yeah. (laughs) Not as cool. Yeah. It's like garden gnomes, you know, over like I'm moving, you know, moving in my garden gnomes. I'll be curious to see if they ever, if they add anything in the show with where they, he actually uses calendar as a sword. Yeah, really? Yeah. You want him to do that. Right. Well, it's a sword. That's not a sword, but it's shaped like a sword. It's probably pointy on the end. Yeah. (laughs) It probably stabs somebody pretty good. Um, I, I, I would, like to see that i think that would be mm-hmm. cool yeah i mean i'll be curious to see you know how they handle all that in the show yeah i'm with you uh anyway thanks for listening as always visit our website tsmpodcast.com you can fill out our contact form or email us at stuff at tsmpodcast.com say hello to us on all the socials we're on instagram twitter facebook all at podcast tsm And join us next week where we will be wrapping up Path of Daggers. And until next time, Tyshar Manethrin.